Good morning. My name is Kevin Deming, and I'm the adult life pastor here, and I got some great news for everyone here. The great news is that our church has uh, now subscribed to something called Right Now Media. Some of you are familiar with that. But uh, what Right Now Media is, it's a library full of faith-based videos that some people equate to like a Netflix for, a Netflix for uh, faith-based kind of videos. Uh, that is going to be given to you for free access. And that's what's so great. Uh, and this is really for anyone that's here, uh, anyone that's been connected to our church. If you're first time here, uh, this is for you too as well. Uh, and so all you have to do, really, there's a couple of different things you can do. Uh, one is you could just text 41411, text right now, space, and then the ridge, and you'll get a link that you can sign up. You can also check your program, and there's a link in there. And some of you may even get some emails. We're sending out some group emails today. Uh, if you don't get an email from us, it could mean a couple of things. One, that maybe you haven't updated, uh, sent updated information uh, for us, uh, given it to us. You can fill that out on the tear-off panel and give that to us, and we can have that. Or uh, potentially got caught in a filter somewhere, which happens when you send out group emails. So uh, we're going to keep putting this out there. Today isn't the only day you get to do this. This is something we're going to give, uh, allow for you to continue to see. So be sure to check that out and take part of that. There's great resources for families, for kids, for, uh, for small groups, for individuals, for all kind of things for you. Uh, you will love this. So be sure to check that out. All right, well, let's pray. Dearly Father, God, thank you so much for your grace and for your truth, for your love. God, I pray that today we would look to you and say, what, it is, what God, do you wanna show me about who you are, uh, about who I am and how I relate to you in that? God, give us uh, grace today, give us, uh, show us your love and allow us to hear from you. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. All right, so we, I have a problem maybe several problems, maybe a lot more problems than I realize. But one of those problems is that every morning, I like coffee. Uh, now, I don't know if any of you have the same issue or same problem that I have, but I like to have it. And so when I get, get up in the morning, I go downstairs to get a cup of coffee and, and uh, turn, uh, get, put a K-cup in the carrying machine. Uh, I also have another problem in that I like to have a lot of coffee. So I don't wanna just have a small cup, so I get a bigger cup and I put it under there and I, I, ha, I have a, I realized there's an issue here. The tension is, is that the K-cup in my carrying machine only does 10 ounces at a time. Well, that's not enough for me. So for me, what I like to do is I run it through and then I'll, I'll try to add another, another six ounces to it or whatever so I can fill the cup up to the brim. I want as much coffee as I can get because I want as much caffeine as I can have. I wanna take full advantage of, of that K-cup and I wanna get as much out of it as I can possibly get. But there's a problem with that. When it's full, I can't add anything to it to cool it off. It's too hot, or if you're someone who likes to drink coffee with a lot of things in it, uh, can't no room for cream or no room for anything else like that. So because of that, I can't, I can't, fill, I can't add anything. And also, it's too hot to drink right then. So then what I have to do is I'm gonna go find a place where I'm gonna sit down. I like to, to drink a cup of coffee. I have to, uh, I'm coordinated to a degree for the most part, but I can struggle with balance and a coffee cup full. So then I now walk over to uh, wherever I'm sitting and I have spilt the coffee, which then again, I've wasted coffee that I thought I was going to enjoy. I didn't get to. And I spill it on myself. I really should get a t-shirt that simply says, yes, this is a coffee stain in the mornings and just wear it. Uh, my wife likes to, to say, hey, what is that? It's a coffee stain. Yep, 
That's what it is. Uh, it's from filling my cup way too full. And so the problem is, and then too, another, another issue is that about 20 minutes later, I get caught doing something else. It was too hot to drink when I wanted to drink it when I wanted to, and I end up not drinking it all, and I wasted the coffee that I even wanted to have. And so my problem is, is that I want to get the most out of my coffee, but I oftentimes don't fully get to enjoy it because I'm, I'm, it's too full. And for me, I feel like that's kind of like our life a little bit, isn't it? We fill our life with so much stuff that we oftentimes can't truly enjoy the things because we're running to the next thing or we're going to the next, or, or we have too much stuff on our plate that I'm thinking about the next thing that's coming up that I can't truly even enjoy what's before me right now. And so uh, for us, I know that that's kind of where a problem. What I need is balance between work and play. I need balance between my thought and my feelings. I need balance in my life so that I'm not feeling overwhelmed and don't get overloaded. And so when that happens and I get overwhelmed and overloaded, the cup overflows, it spills out. And the problem is oftentimes what spills out are things that aren't as good because my emotions are stressed and I'm tense and I'm exhausted. And when you're stressed and tense and exhausted, the way we speak to people, the way we react and the way we do things becomes reactionary and oftentimes can be very negative. And we know we all have stuff to deal with, don't we? We all have things we have to deal with. We have stuff going on. We have, we have stuff from, from the fact that there's stuff at work or at home or, or we have uh, some of us, maybe, maybe you work from home and it's easier, but, but then you feel like you live at work maybe <laughs> instead of uh, uh, you live at home. And then maybe you have a, a long commute or there's traffic or there's, uh, that you have children that are going two different directions and 10 different directions and all these things. Maybe you have pets that you gotta think about, especially when you go out of town and how are you gonna deal with that or, or what's gonna happen there. Or maybe you're someone who, who uh, has uh, in, in employees or you're a boss or maybe you're an employee that has to listen to what a boss is wanting you to do and, and so you have that stress on your life. And so uh, other people are dealing with a lot of different things. You've got other things going on too. You know, there's, there's so much in our life. There's, there's meetings and there's, there's uh, events we're gonna go to. There's things at school and there's things for work and there's things with friends. And then there's, there's uh, family emergencies, there's sporting events. There's health crises. All of these things are coming in our life and we're trying to figure out how do we manage that? How do we balance those things? And then someone comes to us and says, the well-meaning, hey, how are you doing? And our typical response usually is, good, and yet we're carrying the weight on our shoulders of all these things, <clears throat> and what we're really feeling isn't good, but we don't want to necessarily launch into it. Or sometimes maybe people ask us how we're doing, and we're saying, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm busy, but sometimes we wear that exhaustion, that weariness, or that busyness like a badge of significance, don't we? I find significance because I'm doing so much or I find significance because I've done so much, I'm tired. And so sometimes we even go that way and that can be damaging as well. And what happens is we become so worn out, so exhausted that until one day our coffee cup starts to overflow and our life becomes so full and overflowing that we begin to react to everything rather than, than be able to focus and think ahead that we find ourselves really going to a place where we feel like we're drowning. And this isn't okay. It's not okay. And so what, what do we really need here? Well, I think, I think we need room to breathe when they're feeling like this, don't we? We, we? we need permission to stop. 
We need space to think and we need margin in our life. I, I love the, the definition that Michael Hyatt uses for the word margin. This is what he says. He says, margin is the space between our load and our limits. It is the amount allowed beyond that which is needed. It's something held in reserve for contingencies or unanticipated situations. Margin is the gap between rest and exhaustion. The space between breathing freely and suffocating. And I don't know where you are in all of these things, but oftentimes you find that you're kind of in the middle of feeling like that. But wouldn't it be great if we just had kind of like what our phone battery has that tells you how much percent full you have left? It could kind of help show you that. I think that would be great. Uh, and, and we could begin to see that. And, and it kind of, we could, we could better gauge our capacity to do things because we know how much percent left of life we have. But one of the problems is, is we tend to uh, not realize that our batteries are empty until we feel the pain or we feel the exhaustion or we feel the stress. And then we realize we're on empty and we need to recharge. But at that point, our battery's already dead and it's not working well. Uh, and, and so for us, we find that we can live that 120% life, but yet we don't have 120% of battery life on us. And so it becomes this routine of, of exhaustion, tiredness, busyness, and hectic life that we don't feel like we can always get through to the next thing, to the next area. But so if, for us, it's important for us to create that time in our day, create time in a day that we're intentional, uh, giving ourselves for room in our lives so that we can make sure that we're staying healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, and as well spiritually. You see, uh, last week, Tim, he talked about the first part of our series about something called a Sabbath. And the Sabbath is something I, we see that God gave us to show us about how we can rest. And the Sabbath is taking one day a week to rest. He talked about the, the four aspects of the Sabbath is to stop, to rest, to delight, and to contemplate. And with that, we see that if, that if that's what we're doing, which I wanna encourage, if you haven't heard that message yet, go back and listen to it on our website, find our website, it's really good. But other than that too, today we see that, that that's great for us to begin doing, to see and that we're taking that day, but then oftentimes our day-to-day -day stuff is still crowding us and it's crazy. And we, sometimes we think, I'll never can take a day, I can't take a minute in my day. And so for us, when we're sitting here today, I want our main concept to be this, the idea that we wanna make room in our day so we can make the most out of our life. Make room in your day so you can make the most out of your life. <clears throat> because we wanna do this, we oftentimes find, find time that our schedules don't give us room for this, does it? We, we say we, we don't feel like we have everything, uh, enough time to do everything we wanna do, much less what we need to do. And so for that, we fill our days with so much stuff that we don't enjoy it. We don't get to sit down and enjoy our cup of coffee. And so for us, we see that, that Jesus, I believe, also is a great example for us in this. And, and for me, I see that Jesus, we, we see that he is someone that we want to follow the example for. And for me, I wanna follow the example of Jesus. I wanna live like Jesus did. And sometimes I get so caught up in the aspect of, of I see Jesus being someone who wants to serve or, or do. He's so got crowds of people around him so much that, 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 that if I'm supposed to live like that, I don't know how I can, keep, can even begin to think about that. But yet I love the scripture to look at today 
because I think it shows a different side of Jesus than we're used to. You see, the scripture today does show two sides of Jesus. It shows his, the fact that he is God, but also shows the fact that he is just a man too. And I think this is pretty cool. So let's take a look at Mark chapter four, starting in verse 35. It says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. I want you to understand this right now. So there was a crowd of people, a crowd of people that wanted his attention, that needed his attention. They had cares, they had needs, they had expectations. All these things are on Jesus right now. Hey, hey, there are crowds of people, but he made the decision to leave the crowd of people behind. They took him along, they took him along just as he was in the boat. So they all got into the boat here and they're beginning to say, all right, we're gonna go on to the other side. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. So there was nearly swamped. Jesus, now catch this, was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Now, I don't know about you guys, if you've ever been in a boat and a storm. Now, I, my wife and I recently went on a cruise and we were able to be on a boat and there were times where it was shaking and you could not walk straight. Now, on a cruise that's big enough, you could probably sleep okay. Some of you, maybe not. But I've also been on a very small boat, a smaller boat in a storm and it is rough. You find yourself bouncing and it, it just feels so rough. And we see here Jesus falls asleep in a storm. How tired do you think you have to be to fall asleep in a storm on a boat out in the water? And so uh, we, we see the disciples seeing him sleepy. They woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died down, it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? You still have no faith. What I love about this part right here is they were scared. They were overwhelmed. They were concerned. And yet Jesus was still able to sleep. I wonder how many times in our life we have people coming to us and making us feel like, why are you sleeping? Why are you resting? Why are you taking time to, why are you doing that? Don't you see I have needs? And I see here, Jesus, he stood up. All he had to do, he proved his divinity that he was God by just making the, he just said, be still. And, and the storm was quiet. And in the very last verse here, it says, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I think this is pretty cool. He revealed that he is God. But a part of me wonders, calm, everything good? And he's like, all right, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> You know, he lays back down on the cushion and he groggily goes back down. He's like, all right, you guys good? All right, I'm gonna go take a nap again. I wonder part of that. But see, the thing in our lives so often, and I have fell trapped to this, is that I have felt like it was wrong for me to ever stop. I felt it was wrong for me to do that, that I didn't have that permission to do that. And I felt like that, that, I, that, that by, I wasn't following the example of a good Christian or Jesus if I was doing that. So for me, I see here what, what Jesus' attention was demanded, demanded by his disciples, demanded by crowds of people, but he still knew he needed to take rest. And this is pretty cool because uh, another verse it shows uh, here too as well is Luke chapter five. And this is another verse that explains kind of this same idea. It starts in verse 15. It says, yet the news about him spread all the more so that the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. 
So you gotta understand, crowds of people are coming. And it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. There were people still that needed to be healed and cared for and loved and hear the truth of who God was and who he was and what he, what he was doing. All of that, but yet he understood the need to go and withdraw and pray and to refresh himself too. And I think there's some really, some, some great things in that. There's understanding that, that, that understanding that he needed that connection with God, the Father and the Son. And he knew that, that he, because he was also man, he was tired. And I love this because for me, it able to, it's able to say, you know what, Kevin, you don't have to go until your battery is dead and it can't recharge anymore and you feel like you're just gonna die. You can find refreshment. You can find that room in your life so you can make the most of it. And, and for me, I feel like there really are uh, three areas and three key relationships that come out of this that I think are really good in helping us uh, to see that we can focus on. You see, we need to make room in our lives so we can make the most of our life. And I think there's three key relationships that we can wanna focus on. And the three of them are loving God, loving others, and even loving ourself. I think the first one for us is we need to make more room so we can renew our relationship with God. Make more room so we can renew our relationship with God. You know, for some of us, it may be that first time start our relationship with God. Maybe you've never placed your faith and, and trust in Jesus as your savior and understanding that Jesus uh, died on, on the cross, uh, that death uh, was a payment for our sin and a substitute for what we deserve that there's nothing we can do in our own effort. We can't be good enough for God to say, all right, you've done enough. We, we have to depend upon what Jesus has done. It's our faith in Jesus alone that saves us. It's, it's what he's done. The one thing I love about Christianity other than every other religion is that Christianity is the only religion that says you can't be accepted by God by how good you are. You're only accepted because he is a good God who loves you. And I think that's a really kind of a cool thought. So with that, maybe for you, it's that first start, that first step, that first action to say, God, I wanna put my faith and trust in you to renew my relationship with you. You need to make room in your life so you can begin doing that. For some of you, it may be changing some, some way you do things or some habits you have or some stuff that's going on that you can be intentional with. The, the other part for all of us also is to renew our relationship with God is that we need that daily exposure to God's word. Every day to be exposed to what God, is, his word says is really cool. So for me, I have, when I wake up in the morning, one of the first things that I end up grabbing is my phone. I don't know if it's like you, some of you, you know, have your phone right there, some of you have it under your pillow and it vibrates all night or whatever, and it's, that's notifications going off. Don't recommend that, we'll talk about that later. But uh, the idea here is that I, I, I want to make sure the first thing I do in the morning is, is about God. So when I open up my phone, I've installed uh, the YouVersion app and I put a widget on the phone that allows for it to have uh, the, um, the verse of the day. So the first thing I read on my phone, I click on the verse of the day and I wanna put God's words, the first thing I think about when I wake up. And I, as I'm trying to wake up, it allows me to think about him, to think about God and think about what he might have for me that day. Instead of the list of things I have to do today, I begin to think about God, who is it you want me to be today? And I think that's a really cool thought process if we ask ourselves that. And so for us, I wanna encourage you, are you having that daily exposure to God's word? Are you taking time with God and, and experiencing what he has for you and, and to, see, to see that? And so for you, I don't know where, where you're at in that, but, but find that time. And the other part of that too is that we need to make spending time with God a priority uh, in our day. 
A quote that I really love by a guy by the name of John Bunyan says this. It says, he who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him the rest of the day. So if we, don't, if we wait to think about God until life happens and we react to it and then we say, oh yeah, okay, God, I need you, we miss out on what God has for us throughout the day. What if instead the first part of our day we ran towards God and who he was so that the rest of the day we could have him walk through that day with us and you begin to see God shape and renew that relationship with him and find that refreshness with that. The second thing that I want us to relationship, I want us to focus on is that we need to make more room so we can restore our relationships with others. Restore relationship with others. Now, this is one that can be complicated because we wanna be love others and we oftentimes have good intentions about connecting with others. Uh, it's even been referred to in communion, that idea we needed to make that time, that time with that. But uh, we find that it's easy to allow our work or our life hinder this. Uh, it, we, we allow things to get in the way. Uh, we find that, that we become so strapped that our life is so busy that when, we, when our cup overflows, it overflows with things that aren't good. Uh, we react out of things with, with maybe we, we answer sharply or we, we make a comment that's uh, hurtful or damaging because our emotional cup is overflowing. Whether you're a parent or a child or a friend or anything, that, that's a big deal. Because, and, and part of it maybe is a stop when, when the other person responds that way and say, are you okay? Are, what's going on in your life? Because maybe you're overflowed. Maybe your life is so uh, hectic and crazy that you're re- allowing your emotional cup to overflow and, and things come out and your relationships are affected. Uh, something that I always like to tell uh, people that are married that have uh, preschoolers, young ages especially, I think this applies to everybody, but I really, really want to tell every young couple that I come across and I talk to that has a, a preschool age kid is this. It says, your life is so full of taking care of that child. That child needs you. It needs your attention all day. Uh, there's, there's that kind of hectic, there's changing diapers, there's feeding, and then all of a sudden there's work in the middle of trying to balance work and care for this young child. And then when everybody gets home at night and settled in and you start to think, okay, we gotta feed, and then we gotta, there's bathing, and there's putting to bed, and there's reading stories, and it just there's cleaning up the house and all the stuff. And the next thing you know, it's just so crazy that at the end of the day, your battery is not only dead, it's been dead for hours, and you find that all you can do is to give to each each other is the worst part of your day. Be careful with that. If you're in a, if you're married and the only time that you're giving each other is the worst part of you, you're setting yourself up for hurt and frustration and anxiety and stress. Be intentional with giving the best part of your day with each other. Be intentional with finding time when you're at your best to spend with each other and do that, to have fun together. If you're not out finding, doing something fun together, be intentional with that. Take baby steps, go a little bit at a time, but really work on that. And you find that maybe one of your biggest issues you have and your frustration with your spouse is just simply that you're not giving each other the best part of who you are, what you did when you first started dating. And if you're not married in here, give the best part of who you are to your closest people. If your sons and daughters to your parents and parents to your kids or to, to your friends, be intentional with that. And you'll begin to see that, that life, that room in your life allows for you to love people more with that. And the third area of relationship that I want you to really focus on today is to make more room so you can refresh yourself. 
so we can refresh ourselves. We wanna be able to refresh ourselves. And this one is complicated because it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for two reasons. One, because maybe we're somebody here that doesn't feel like we're really allowed to give ourselves time. That's where I fall into that category sometimes. I feel like that it's, it's, uh, it's wrong for me to take time for myself because there's so many things to do. That's why I love the passage that we see with Jesus is Jesus still had things to do. There were always people he needed, he, that he could have loved or given attention to or, or talked to or, or spent time with. There were always crowds of people, but he still understood he needed to withdraw and pray and spend that time with God the Father and spend that time to begin to refresh himself. Now, what I'm also not saying here is this means it's permission to just binge watch Netflix for, for, for weeks. Now, watching TV, it's fine. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying that, that if our day becomes about just uh, doing something that's not getting the most out of your life, maybe the other side is that we need to kind of begin to say, wait a minute, uh, maybe I'm taking too much time uh, and not investing in relationship with God and others and that. So maybe there's just a balance there. But really today in looking at this struggle, think about what refreshes you, what's fun. When's the last time you had some fun for your day? Maybe your schedule's been so busy you think, I can't even remember. It's vacation, the last time we went on vacation and, and you feel like you're living your, your life for fun based upon vacation of vacation. Maybe it's, all right, I can't wait, three months down the road, we're going on vacation, fantastic. I can have fun then. Be careful with that. It doesn't refresh you, doesn't recharge you. Find that time, be intentional with it in that area. Now, uh, what I wanna do today is close with some very practical tips to help you because you may be sitting there going, okay, that sounds great. I wanna do all these things, but how do I do it? I've touched on a few things, but really I wanna give you nine practical tips that you can start applying to your life to really help you make more room of your, your, in your day so you can make the most out of your life. <clears throat> the first one is this, spend time with God daily. Talked about that. This is critical, I put it first simply because it is the most important. The more time you're able to spend time with God daily, it affects every other relationship in your life and allows every other relationship to, to work a little bit better the more you are in tune with who God is in your life. The second one, be realistic about your time. <laughs> what do I mean by this? Well, oftentimes we think, oh yeah, that only takes 20 minutes to get there. And so you leave at 9.40 to be somewhere by 10 and you actually you don't actually get settled in until 10.15 or 10.20. Because what we haven't accounted for is realistic of traffic or, or the fact that I gotta get in my car, I gotta find a parking space and I gotta walk from my car to the building. And give yourself room. Uh, it, it, it loves, you love other people well when you're on time. You know, for some of us, we hate to wait on others, so, but we'd be okay if they waited on us. And that's not healthy. That doesn't work. Uh, I, 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 hear, I heard this phrase the other day, I thought this was really funny, that oftentimes a, a wife's, I'll be ready in five minutes is the same as a husband saying, I'll be home in five minutes. I thought that was kind of humorous. Um, uh, but the idea is we, don't, we oftentimes are not realistic with our time. And so really be intentional with being realistic. Give yourself margin and appointments and schedules and all those things for that. Third, Take a break from your phone every day. I'm not saying put it away and never see it again. I'm saying take a break from it. The notifications and little vibrations and stuff like that, they just drive me crazy. You know, every email, every text, everything that comes through, and now we get notifications for everything. I don't know about you, but when it goes off, there's this level of stress. It's like, what is it? You know, what is it? And you gotta find out, you gotta know. And then, and then when you find out and see it, it's like, oh, I gotta deal with it now. Take a break from your phone. A great 
uh, thing on most cell phones is something called a do not disturb app. Put it on, because what's great about it is you can put the key people that if you need to hear from them, family members or somebody, you can actually allow them to, 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 to work through that. But put that on your phone, uh, use that. Put it in the other room for 30 minutes at night and, and enjoy that time. Which you're, you're, you can actually just feel the weight come off because it's not, not going off like crazy. And if you do, or the kind of person that sleeps with it under your pillow and it's vibrating on like, don't do that. That's that. You can't sleep well. Can't get good rest. Um, also, the fourth one here is is uh, separate work and family time. Separate work and family time. Be really cautious about this when our work and our family time are always being disrupted. If you have family time and you're disrupting it with work, be very cautious of that. It can, it can create tensions. Be intentional with creating family time. Ask yourself, do you have time for your family that's, that's uninterrupted, that's designed for that? Make room in your day for those relationships to be strengthened with that. Uh, number five is live a healthy life. Eat right, sleep right, exercise, do those things because if you're feeling good, and you're, you're feeling better and you're healthier, you have a longer battery life and your cup doesn't overflow as quickly and you're able to handle the things that come your way more because you're feeling better about that. Also, the next one is give your best time to your spouse. And that's one that, that I just, I hit on earlier is give your best time to your spouse. Please do that. Please be intentional about that. Uh, number six is, I mean, seven is be proactive rather than reactive. And this is one that we kind of touched on throughout the whole message is that if you don't have margin in your day, every part of your day becomes reactionary, reactionary, reactionary to what happens, to what people want from you, what people expect from you. Uh, your life becomes reactionary. And, and we're not really created and designed to handle that for long periods of time really well. If our whole life is reactionary, then our life begins to overflow with emotions, words and things, and we don't respond to life really well. Really well. Remember, uh, life will throw you curveballs. Life does not work out as planned the best way we think. It does have things in it that we don't expect. So understand, be proactive as best we can so when that happens, we have a little bit of room in our life to work on those. Uh, also, the next one is share the load. This is one that is really helpful. We have two ends of the spectrum, typically, someone who is so busy that they don't ever take time to stop and someone maybe that has too much time on their hands. Uh, what are we doing to share the load? If you see someone in your life who isn't able to take a rest or to find that room, help them. Maybe take on another chore, another activity, or another thing to help them out so that they can have room. Give them permission to stop. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I'm, I might say something like, all right, hey, please, uh, you know, to my wife, don't, do, don't help me with dishes, let me do them all. You need, go, and, and don't go do another job. <laughs> go read a book for 20 minutes, go do something else. Because for us, uh, oftentimes we just need that permission, but we gotta share the load uh, with that as well. And the last one here, and I think this is one that's really difficult for me and for a lot of people, is give yourself permission to say no. Just give yourself permission to say no. Uh, and if we begin to take those and apply this to our life, you're go, if you're struggling with these things, you're gonna see that your life will begin to have more meaning and more purpose and more intent with it. And so if I wanna encourage you, if you do these things, you'll be able to, to, 
to make, you'll end up making more room in your day so you can make the most out of your life. You'll see the rewards of this and your cup won't overflow with things that become hurtful and damaging to other people. And with that, you're able to, to, to grow in your relationship with God and with others and, and even for yourself to gain that, that refreshness that you need. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for your grace and your truth and your love. Thank you for setting the example for us to love others, to serve, to do all those things because Lord, we do need to make time to serve and love others and, and, and to, to follow you and, and to work hard and do, do all of that. Those are great things. But God, also thank you for the example for us to stop, to create room in our life so that we can work on those relationships and those meaningful things that last a lifetime. God, thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.